everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I'm coming at you with a super simple, easy to digest, little Ayurveda joke there, podcast all on three simple tips to help you improve your stress and anxiety through nutrition. And I know that for some people, Ayurvedic nutrition and nutrition can seem super overwhelming, which is why this week I wanted to give you three super simple, super easy to implement tips around nutrition that are going to increase your resilience, your physical resilience in your body, which is also going to improve your resilience in your mind. So in this episode, I'm going over these three simple tips. I am going to really go over that gut brain axis that if you have been following me for some level of time, you will gain a deeper understanding of the way that the body and mind are highly and intimately connected via the gut brain axis and how our nutrition absolutely impacts and influences our anxiety, our stress, our mental health. And as per everything I speak about inside of Yogi Fuel, how there is no one size fits all and why we don't just want to follow the Instagram or you know social media nutrition trends. We wanna be very intentional and conscious about the foods that we're choosing and the way that we're eating in a way that's actually going to be supportive of stress and anxiety because a lot of diet culture and forget just the sort of, you know, quote unquote toxic diet culture in the way that, you know, promotes dieting, but the actual foods and the methods of, you know, dieting and eating and certain types of intermittent fasting can actually be very, very detrimental for people who are struggling with stress and anxiety. So lots of good stuff going on in this episode and without further ado, here is this week's podcast. All right. I wanted to come in live today, chat with you really quickly, like nothing too crazy, nothing too overwhelmingly intense, re-Ayurvedic nutrition and anxiety and how we can use um, nutrition to help us reduce our stress, our anxiety to help us show up more, you know, resiliently in the world. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest reasons I started Yogi Fuel actually was because I realized that people in, you know, the yoga space, people in the yoga community, we were coming to, this was my experience anyway, I was coming to yoga because I was stressed, anxious, overwhelmed. And, you know, when people think yoga, they think relaxing, stress reduction, all of that. So I started my practice. Yes. I started to feel better but I feel like I kind of hit this like plateau where the practice was only doing so much. And I felt like I kind of needed more. And I had a background in nutrition and it was really interesting actually in our nutrition, um, specifically, actually, I specialized in culinary nutrition. So it was all about, cause I love food it was all about how can we use food to deeply support our nutrition versus, you know, many nutritionists will work more specifically with like supplements, I focused on the culinary piece. How can we use our food as medicine? And this is essentially like what Ayurveda speaks about and how Ayurveda uses food is very intentionally, very intuitively, and very much as a form of medicine. And so what I realized and what I, what I initially started off my mission doing was speaking specifically about food and specifically about how food could help us. It kind of started initially actually with almost like performance, like how can our food support us with our performance on the map? But it became so much more than that. As I saw that, as I, you know, dialed in my nutrition habits, I started to be able to cope with stress, anxiety, and overwhelm a little bit more easily. And I think that when it comes to nutrition, 
it can feel like just an ocean of overwhelm because let's face it. If you're on social media, if you're watching this, you're probably following maybe different nutrition people on Instagram and they're all saying something different. Everyone's like, Oh, try keto. And then people are like, no, go hundred percent vegan. No, be vegetarian, but eat some of this. No pescatarian, no Mediterranean diet. No, this, no, that there's just like so much stuff that I feel like we're sort of inundated with. And Ayurveda really just helps to simplify things. And I also want to validate that even in the context of Ayurveda, it can feel overwhelming to be like, what does Ayurveda say about that? It feels like there's so much to know. It feels like there are so many different things to do. And what I want to just share with you today are three simple things that you can start doing that are not overly complicated that will help you to reduce stress and anxiety that are going to help to put your physical body in a way better physiological state to handle everything that's going on in the world, everything that's going on in your life, that's just going to help to make you feel a lot better that are not crazy, overly complicated that don't involve counting macros or, you know, being really like confused and overwhelmed about, you know, what it is that you are eating. So the first tip, this isn't even about food, but it's to eat mindfully. It's to eat intentionally. It's to eat with awareness and inside of embodied Ayurveda, um, and inside all of the programs that I teach, we have a whole huge section on what I like to call food sadhana, food as a sadhana, food as a practice, eating as a practice, because this is such a powerful way that we can not only support our digestion, but the absorption and the assimilation of our food. When we're eating mindfully, our physical body is in a more calm and parasympathetic state. In fact, digestion happens in a parasympathetic state. Digestion happens when we are, they call parasympathetic rest and digest, right? We digest our food when we are in a more calm space. So mindful eating is really, really powerful in that sense. And, you know, what's really cool from an Ayurvedic lens and even science is showing this as well. Digestion actually starts far before we're chomping on the food. It actually starts, um, as we're making the food as we're intentionally making the food, as we are putting our love, our prana into the food. And then when we eat it mindfully, it all supports the digestive process in that way. And so it's sort of like twofold. It's like, we know that when we digest food better, we're, our body's going to feel better. But interestingly, when our body feels better and we're more calm, we digest better. So it's actually this sort of like two-way street. And I've spoken about this many times, this idea of the gut brain axis, which is a two-way communication between the gut and the brain, right? Where if we are eating, you know, really inflammatory foods, I'm going to talk about inflammatory foods in a second, but when we're eating inflammatory foods, this causes aggravation in the gut. It actually causes gut permeability. And this causes little cytokines, little, let's call them inflammatory markers to go rogue throughout the body. They actually get into the brain and they alter the neurochemistry of the brain such that we start to secrete different, you know, hormones, things like cortisol that make us feel more stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed. And the stress, angst, anxiety, and overwhelm that manifests as a result of those inflammatory things keep increasing inflammation. And that street is two ways. So if we are stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed as we're eating, right? So fundamentally what we eat, which I'll talk about in a second is important, but how we eat is also important because if we're stressed out, if we're anxious, if we're overwhelmed, if we're not paying attention to what we're eating, right. And we're in that space and we've got that cortisol being secreted as we're eating, it's going to impair, it's going to impact digestion, right? I spoke about this. I was doing a module in embodied Ayurveda and I was talking about the prana, right? If we are um, energy goes where attention flows. So if we are eating food and we're not paying attention to it, 
We're not paying attention to our digestive system. We're paying attention to some problem. We're on the internet, we're you know, doing some work or whatever it is. And we're not paying attention to our digestion. Our prana, it's not flowing there. The prana, the energy, the attention is flowing out of us into whatever it is. And so we're not able to give the full amount of energy required for digestion to digestion. It's going elsewhere. So we want to make sure first and foremost, that when we are eating, we're being mindful, we're being aware. And this isn't just an Ayurvedic, you know, tip a fluffy Ayurvedic tip. This is like being shown by science where it's been proven that the more, again, via the gut brain axis, when we are mindful, when we're aware, when we're intentional of our eating, we actually digest our food better. And when we digest our food better, we feel better. We're able to digest and assimilate those nutrients, bring them to our body, have more energy, feel more vibrant, feel more aligned, feel more resilient in the face of stress and anxiety, because ultimately stress and anxiety are first and foremost, a physiological response. When you take, I always say this, like, let's say knock on what I hope this isn't you. Let's say you have actual chronic anxiety and you're taking medication. That medication works on the body. It alters the, you know, secretion of different neurotransmitters in the body. That's what your medication does. And we can, I'm not saying that depending on what, you know, what level of stress, anxiety, overwhelm you're at, depending if you're on certain medications, that might be your first step, but we can actually, we can nip it in the butt, so to speak, nip it in the bud. Is it in the butt or the butt? Anyway, we can take control over that. Um, we can be more preventative in our approach rather by using nutrition and food as a way of, um, ensuring that our, you know, the, the chemical imbalance or the chemical balance rather in our brain stays in integrity, um, first and foremost. And I want to state that everybody is different for some people. They may need medication ir irrespective. Okay. So I'm not, <laughs> um, a psychologist, psychiatrist who recommends medication in any way, shape and form, but we know, and the research is showing that nutrition and mindful eating, these are certainly things that do have an effect on the neurochemistry of the brain. Um, and so in that way, we can definitely at the very least support and move ourselves in the direction of resilience first and foremost with mindful eating. The second thing that we want to do, um, and this is sort of, again, irrespective of like Ayurveda, <laughs> because Ayurveda has a very specific way of looking at food. But one of the things that we can do is reduce the major inflammatories that we're eating, right? So I just spoke about this idea that how we eat is so important, but of course it is important what we're actually putting into our body for the most part. So one of the things that we do inside of embodied Ayurveda is I walk them through the Yogi Feel method, which is our signature nutrition protocol at a very, you know, in a way that is in alignment for the, the student. And one of the biggest things we do is we remove or drastically reduce the major inflammatory foods that we are eating, namely things like gluten, things like dairy and things like refined and processed sugar. And I would even say refined and processed foods, those foods, I mean, realistically, if we can just reduce, like, yes, we want to heal. There's like so many other things that are, that go into it. We obviously want to heal digestion if digestion is like super off, but first and foremost, you want to reduce the trigger. You want to eliminate the trigger. Okay. So inflammatory foods, they're called inflammatory foods because they're inflammatory. They create inflammation in the body. As we've seen that inflammation is going to affect the brain. It's going to affect the neurochemistry of the body. And so if we can remove those things for a period of time or for like a long period of time, if that aligns with you, then we can remove that level of inflammation, like right at the source. Right. 
So that is something that's really simple to do. It doesn't require a whole lot of like knowledge to simply initially just reduce the amount of gluten, reduce the amount of dairy, reduce the amount of processed sugar and foods that you're eating and watch how things shift, watch how you shift. And I want to say that this is one piece of the puzzle. I don't want you to think that you know, okay, let's, let me just reduce things and everything's going to, you know, go back to normal. Of course, we want to heal Agni. We want to strengthen Agni, or we want to, you know, get Agni back into integrity in a really appropriate way. If it's super dysregulated, some people need a little bit more Agni therapy, let's call it, um, than other people do. Some people do well with just reducing it, giving the digestive system a break for a while, and then are able to integrate more of the inflammatory foods, um, appropriately. Um, while others just can't, right. It's super individual. Um, though I'm of the belief that I, I don't think that we should just live our entire life, totally hundred percent gluten-free, sugar-free, grain-free, dairy-free, if that doesn't align for you. Right. Um, we always want to be mindful of, well, what aligns for me? I don't, I don't want you to never have, or to feel like you can never have a certain food. I want you to feel like you can eat whatever you want in a way that's actually in alignment and in integrity. In fact, I think that, um, a client of mine coined the client of mine and I coined this term indulge with alignment or like aligned indulgence or something like that. It was really, it was really, um, I don't know. It was really good. So yeah, that's one, that's one phase of it, but you will be surprised at the immense shift that you'll feel simply by reducing those inflammatory foods. And then from that space, we can kind of play around with what works and what doesn't work, but that is a huge thing that we can do to reduce inflammation. Obviously, if you literally just take away the inflammatory, the inflammatory foods, of course, you're going to reduce inflammation. And then the third tip I would say, I mean, doshas aside, this is where things can get a little bit more like, what do I eat? You know, what do I eat for my dosha? What do I eat for this and that? And it can feel complex. And again, this is why I've created programs like Embodied Ayurveda to walk people through this. But if we just ate seasonally, the nature is intelligent, okay? Nature will give you what you need when you need it. And so the foods that are generally available in each season where you are in your part of the world are going to be what are going to be naturally balancing and in alignment for what you and your body need that season. So for example, we, I'm in India right now at Goa at the time at Goa in Goa at the time of recording, and it's getting really hot and naturally what's becoming available is more cucumbers, more cooling fruits. And my body is craving those things very naturally because it knows that that's, what's going to bring me back into alignment. So this doesn't require a huge amount of like knowledge or learning or really like researching anything. You're really eating what is, you know, in season. And you could do something as simple as like Google, wherever you are in the world, seasonal vegetables available, go to farmer's markets, right? The farmer's markets are selling the things that are in season because those are the crops that they're yielding, right? So go to your farmer's market, go pick up a bunch of fresh local vegetables. Like that's, what's going to be really, really nourishing for you, um, in this season. And just really tying this back into, you know, how these things support you with stress and anxiety. I mean, number one, obviously for eating mindfully, that's going to help us to feel calm, et cetera. But as I, as I spoke about when we reduce the amount of, of inflammation in the body, when our body is an integrity, we know, as I spoke about, like re the gut brain axis, that that inflammation triggers a, a stress response in the body. Inflammation is a stress response in the body and feeling stressed um, triggers, uh, an inflammatory response in the body because you're stressed. So if we can reduce the, the amount of inflammation and we do that by eating in a way that's in alignment for us, we do that by eating mindfully. We do that by eating seasonally. When we give the body what it needs, it will do the work for us. 
it's almost like effortless. And, and the crazy and interesting thing that happens as well, when we eat in this way, when we eat for us, when we eat for our body, when we eat in alignment, it's like we come back to like this homeostasis. And the cool thing that I see with people who come into embodied Ayurveda, which is not about weight loss at all, is that they just lose weight. <laughs> like accidentally, like a lot of weight. For example, um, one of the girls in our program was like, I, she just keeps losing like two, three pounds every week. She's like, I've almost lost like 20 pounds. It's been like not even two months. And I'm just like, this is, and it's, it's just interesting to me, right? Because the body is so intelligent and the body holds on to things, right? It holds on the, the kapha element and that's the earth element. It holds on to that earth element because maybe it has too much of it. And then when we go back into balance, it lets go of what it doesn't need anymore, right? Or if we're in a really vata space and it doesn't have enough and it's just like getting rid of things, right? And it's super light. When we get back into balance, it invites more earth and water element in. So these things are all so interconnected. And the more that we just bring ourselves back into alignment and back into balance, the more that we naturally shift away from stress, anxiety, and overwhelm as a way of being because stress, anxiety, and overwhelm, these are symptoms. These are symptoms of this, of some sort of dysregulation within the body, whether it's nervous system. Oh my gosh, I could go on and talk about how nutrition affects the nervous system and all of that stuff. That's probably for a whole other life, but the moral of the story here is, is that if we are fueling our body with what it needs, it's going to be able to be resilient in the face of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. It's going to have the energy. It's going to have the resources to be able to handle whatever it is that comes our way. I hope that that was helpful. I hope that this was a helpful way of just like seeing nutrition as, as more than weight loss. I think that so much of the time, like again, when we're on, you know, Instagram and we're seeing all of these like nutrition fads, I think that a lot of the time, what's really interesting to note is that those nutrition, that nutrition information is generally geared toward weight loss, but from an Ayurvedic lens, that might be like a kapha imbalance, right? If we have excess weight, that's like a kapha imbalance. But if we have anxiety, if we have overwhelm, if we have stress, that's a vata imbalance. Same way. We don't want to take the nutrition information for someone who's kapha if we have a vata imbalance, that's going to throw our vata even more out of whack, right? So it's like, sometimes we have these, this is where it's like, we need all the pieces of the puzzle. Okay. Where it's like, okay, maybe you're following people on Instagram. You're following those nutrition protocols and they're good for a kapha. They're good for someone who's got excess weight. But if you are in a space of like depletion, you're in a space of like stress, anxiety, overwhelm in that vata space. We do not want to be doing that, you know, kapha type protocol. I think I've talked about intermittent fasting as well. I think intermittent fasting is a great protocol for say someone who's Vata, but you should not be following it the same way for a Kapha person. Kapha people can fast for way longer. That's a good thing. Vata people, we want to get regularity in, in terms of like our ability to fast. We certainly do not want to be fasting for 16, 17, 18 hours. That's not, that's not the goal. And this is where very harmful. It can be very dangerous to only be following what it is that we see on Instagram, what influencers who might not have, you know, a background in nutrition or a background in more sort of like personalized, individualized, like functional nutrition. Um, it, it can be really detrimental and dangerous to us on both a physical level, but also a nervous system, like anxiety level, right? Like a lot of practitioners who are focusing on nutrition, they're focused on the physical body, right? They're focused on this one dimensional part of you, but you are more than that. You are. And so our nutrition, it doesn't just affect our body. It affects our mind too. And so we need to account for the energies of that food, the way that we're eating food. We need to account for the way that our nutrition is going to impact our nervous system, how it's going to affect our, our energy, like not only like our energy level, 
strategy, like our prana, we need to account for those things as well, especially if what you are dealing with is stress, anxiety, overwhelm, like nervous system exhaustion, burnout. We, we need to be considering that as well and not just really operating in, in, in the physical space because the nervous system affects not only the body, but the mind as well. Um, and so we just really want to have a much more integrative approach in my into our nutrition. So I think I'm going to leave it here for today. Yay me. This has been like 18 minutes. I'm really proud of myself because usually I just go on my tangents, but um, I wanted to keep it short for you guys today so that you could just really, you know, walk away with some, with some goodies. So um, if you've got any questions about any of this comment in the, um, in the live section below, um, if you want to chat more about this, if you want to understand more intimately and personally, what you need to work on for yourself, shoot me a DM, let's chat. I would love to support you in any way I can. And uh, guys next week for our lives. Bye.